Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week, we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football, review all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, the relegation fight is far from over as wins for both Everton and Burnley pull Leeds back into danger. At the top of the table, wins for both Liverpool and Manchester City means it's as you were at the top. And the last Champions League spot is down to two as Arsenal and Tottenham both pick up wins. Well, as always, there's plenty to get on with, so let's talk football. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Talk Football. Hi, everybody. It's another week, another podcast, another load of action. Yeah, it's been a very busy weekend. Lots of things have been been. going on. Lots of things, not just in the Premier League, of course, but we'll get onto that a little bit later on. Where should we start? I think we should start at Goodison. You should want to start at Goodison? Where I honestly don't know what's going on with this relegation battle. It's all over the place, isn't it? Yeah. One minute you think, oh, no, it's done and dusted. And then, obviously, Burnley have been picking up. And now Everton have think, thought, actually, we need to start winning here. I'll be honest. I saw the results Saturday. So obviously, like I said last week, I haven't seen a lot of football this weekend. Yeah. I saw the result on Saturday that Burnley had won. And I thought, oh, that's Everton done. Yes. Yeah. Like, it was that live. Thing. I was like, oh, they're done. I was like, they're done. They've got, a, you know, they've got Chelsea tomorrow. Oh, they, I thought, they played really, really well against Chelsea. They, they did. Jordan Pickford something, eh? inspired. Oh. Inspired. Yeah. Some really good good saves from him. Oh, the, particularly the double save. So he goes down mm. for the first one and then he races across the goal to keep the other one out. He takes one in the face as well. <laughs> yeah. And obviously Richarlison coming up with the goal. Might get in a bit of trouble for throwing the flare back into the crowd. That's a pretty stupid thing to do. Yeah, well, they threw it at him. They they threw it to they threw it onto the pitch, but then he threw it back into the Everton fans. Apparently, the official thing was the the official statement from Everton was he was trying to throw it out of the stadium. I mean, he's got a good throw on him. <laughs> to be fair, we've we've seen it. If that's their argument. They're going to fail. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. See what happens with that one. Good luck, I guess. Well, it could be a pivotal thing. Obviously, if he's missing for the last three games of the season, that could be the reason why they go down. You say three games. They've got five left. Okay, five, three. And then it's, everybody's got so many games left. I'm so confused. There's not that many. I mean... <laughs> I don't understand how Man United have ended up in a position where they've played 36 games and no one else has. Yeah, you are the only team that's played 36 games. <laughs> we're, the only, we're the only team that's actually up to date with our fixtures. This is where everybody should be. Did you get knocked out of all the cup competitions really early this year? Possibly. I mean, yeah, we went out to Middlesbrough, didn't we, early doors? Yeah. I mean, I can't talk um, about Middlesbrough, so yeah, carry on. <laughs> yeah. I remember about the Carabao Cup, but to be honest... United didn't suffer from a lot of the COVID fixture delays. True. true. Um, and, and those types of things. I think maybe one game for United this season. So, yeah. United are the only team that are actually up to date with all their fixtures. Yeah. It's insane. It is insane. And, yeah, I don't know where this is going to turn next now. I'm genuinely fascinated to see what happens. 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard to see. I mean, Everton have still got one game on Leeds and Burnley. And they've got a better goal difference than Leeds. Yeah. Much better goal Significantly. difference. Significantly, yeah, significantly. But a two-point gap's kind of a weird gap. Yeah. I mean, I guess a draw for Leeds and a win for Everton kind of is what you need to pull, pull it level. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see kind of how, how this plays out now, the last four and five games. Yeah. Obviously, um, both sides have got difficult fixtures. There's a couple of difficult ones in there. Even Burnley have got a few difficult ones. Yeah. Yeah. What we got then? What, who's, who's, who's got, got who? Okay. Let's yeah. do that. Who's got who? So, so Everton have got Leicester this coming weekend. Yep. Then they've got a game with Watford on the 11th of May. That's the, that's one of their games in hand at yep. Watford. Um, they've got Brentford at home on the mm-hmm. pre- last weekend. They've got they've got Brentford at home. They've got Crystal Palace at home, and then there are Arsenal on the final day. Some tough games in there for for Everton. Yeah, you would think. Brentford and Crystal Palace would be the games that they go, right, we need to win those two. Well, and Watford. And Watford as well, yeah. Yeah, okay, they're away from home for that game, but, you know, you'd look at it and go, well, you know, they'll probably be relegated by that point. Well, well, they're already, I'd say they're already gone. There's no way they're turning all that round. Mathematically, mathematically, they're still alive, yeah. um, But, yeah, in all likelihood, by the time Everton play Watford, Watford will already be down, so... There might not be too much of a fight coming from them. Yeah, so then Burnley have got Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. They play us. They play Aston yeah. Villa again. And then they are at home to Newcastle on the final day. Okay, so two two games against Villa and Newcastle then. In, they've got the, a fairly tough one, that, really. Cause it, really, they're going to be relying on their home games, aren't they, these teams? Yes. You would think. Yeah, that's where they're going to be able to pick up their points in all likelihood. Uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, yeah, it's hard to call. It it's hard, hard to, to call, call. obviously. Yeah. Everton have just been all over the place in terms of their organisation, their structure, and and everything about the way that they play. There's not really too much that Frank's been able to change at, to this point, other than just to try and instill a bit of fight into them, which I think they have done a lot more in the last month or so. Yeah. Um. They seem to they've picked up some work levels. I'd say the last three weeks, maybe. Well, we said last week, didn't we? If rate. they played like they did at Anfield, yeah, that they would pick up more points than they didn't. And I think, and I think that's the key for them. Yeah, is keeping it's that, that intensity it's the application. up. Yeah. Thing is, you've got three teams that are on the up. Really, yeah. that are in it because all three of them have kind of had a turn of form. Yeah, obviously Leeds you expected to lose to Man City anyway. Yeah, I think you losing four nil that may hurt them, but you know they lost. Yeah, you you were expecting them to lose that one. Yeah, so who've Leeds got in there for? So Leeds is final four, so they are at Arsenal on Sunday. Okay, they are at home to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. They are at home to Brighton, and they are away to Brentford. The Leeds are probably, I mean, they're all facing someone from the top five. Yeah. Um, but Leeds are playing two of them. Yes. And I think that might be that might be the danger for them. But obviously, we know Chelsea haven't been playing well away from home. Yeah. 
Um, will they be stubborn enough at the Emirates? Probably not. You would fancy Arsenal will probably win that. Yeah, you'd, you'd expect you'd expect it. Obviously, you never know because Arsenal have got their own pressures. Yep, definitely. At the other end of the table. Obviously, Brighton have picked up in the last three or four weeks. Yeah, Brighton have, but again, they'll be a team that you know at that point of the, at this point of the season. What are they really playing for? Mm-hmm. Possibly a spot in Europe, but it might just be a bit too far away for him at yep. this stage. Um, and then Lee, so, and then Brentford you know, on the In terms last. of resistance, yeah. yeah, and then Brentford away. Brentford will be, well, you assume safe at that point. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you are, I am looking at Southampton and Brentford. You probably need uh, a couple more, maybe. <laughs> but they need, they need one more result, I think, Southampton and Brentford. Yeah. From their last three games, yeah. if they were to lose all three of those games, then you know what I mean. Yeah, they'll, they'll be in there. But I think one result, if they don't get that result to the final day, that could be very, very nerve wrangling for one of them. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it this tight in the middle. It's very tight. When you look at Newcastle, well, even Brighton are on forty-four points. Yeah, in ninth, four points separating ninth and, to fifteenth. Yeah. You know, and Everton are on. There's only twelve points really between the relegation zone and. Yeah, it just seems to be the Manchester City and Liverpool are off into the distance, and everybody else is kind of like, right, where are we going to finish? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll sort it amongst ourselves. Yeah. Um, you two don't, you two, don't worry about you two. You two right. worry about you two worry about who's finishing top, and we'll worry about the rest. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's totting up a bit for sure down there and. Who knows how this is going to play out, by the way? Because it, you think, yeah, it's just it's just one of those situations. I think mm. where we know one thing for certain: mm. Norwich have been relegated. Yeah, Norwich have been officially relegated after Bur- after Burnley's comeback. Yeah, they're now what thirteen points away from Leeds and 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 Burnley on thirty four, and they've only got twelve points left to play for. I did see something on the social medias on the weekend. There are mm-hmm. three things that are certain in life. Death, taxes, and Norwich City getting relegated. Yeah. <laughs> or perhaps they're just swapping places with Fulham. Yeah, maybe that's what it is every every year. Yeah. They've got we'll an agreement that between little, the two clubs. <laughs> that little switcheroo. But yeah, no, they haven't. Anyway, Norwich, I think they just haven't been, they haven't invested when they've come up, no. and then they've always paid for that, I think. Yeah. You know, they haven't really made an effort to try and stay in the league. In the last, what, three times they've come up? Because they've bounced back yeah, three or four times in a row now, I think. It must be so frustrating for a Norwich fan. Just to be sat there and going, yeah, okay, I think we got this. Oh, it'll be different this time. Because every time it'll be, oh, it'll be different this time. But it, it hasn't been. And they've, just, they've probably resigned themselves to relegation probably January That's time. It. Yeah. yeah, they've got to, they've got to win. If they, if they manage to come back again, which they might struggle to do. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of clubs getting closer and closer down there. But um, if they do manage to come back again, if they have any ambitions of staying in the league, they have to invest. Yeah, absolutely. Have to invest in the squad. It's been there. It's been one of their issues, I think, over the last, I don't know, you'd say seven or eight years or whatever it's been. Yeah. Since they started doing this of, yo-yo. Sort of the mid, yeah, the mid-2010s, wasn't it? They started Yeah. To come back and then yeah they've just been sort of yeah they've got to they've got to change something yeah. if they if 
if if their ambition they've got the is ambition to stay, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're quite happy probably taking the parachute payment to go down, yeah, and then go back down, bounce back up, give again. the fans, yeah, give the fans a good season, give them a title, yeah. Look at this, we've won a shiny trophy, yeah. And then you come up and you just go, don't worry, in a couple of years we'll win another one. <laughs> but moving on to Burnley slightly, yeah, that was a very very big result for them. Oh, very big. Very big. I mean, I mean, they're all big at this point of yeah. the season, of course. But obviously, but... to fall behind early, and I was yeah. watching Soccer Saturday, and they were going to the to the game, and like, oh, they've missed another chance, and you were like, oh no, and then obviously they got the equaliser, and then you thought, hang on, come on, and then they got the winner, and then it was like, okay, as you said earlier, that put Everton in a very very difficult situation. It really did. It really did, but I guess in some ways it might focus. It is a bit of a focus for them. It's like we've seen them do that. We have to respond. Yes. Yeah. We're now at that point in the season where, yeah, obviously if you play first, you get the advantage somewhat because you can yeah. pile the pressure onto the team behind you or team just in Absolutely. front of you. You know, does it make a difference? Yes, I think it does to play first. I think I'll take you back to our. When we um when Leicester won the title, yeah, from probably about January to the end of the season, we played before Leicester once in that entire run of like that, sixteen that is, games. That is not the reason Tottenham did it's not. It's not win the, the reason why we didn't season. win the title. You know, we were far, we were too far back as anyway as it was. But um, the point I'm trying to make is, you know, every time we got ahead, sort of, well, we're within six points of them. Leicester played the following day or Leicester played the day before. So we never quite sort of got to the point where we put the pressure on to like, we're a three points behind them or we're a point behind them. Mm. We never, we never, we never able to get to that momentum stage where we were striking distance of going in front of them. Yeah. Obviously it's a little bit different down the bottom because obviously, you know, you're needing to win to survive. This was needing to win to, keep pace yeah mm -hmm. but no it was a it was a good comeback those last 10 minutes might go down in folklore in burnley if they do manage to stay up yeah it's, i can't call it at this point oh it's it's horrendously tight i've got i've got got no way i've just got no real insight to give anyone as to how this might go just sit back it's, and enjoy it it's just been crazy yeah you just got to watch it yeah. you just got to watch it everyone yeah just be glad you're not involved. I know we've had an email about the the uh, relegation fight this week. Yeah. Reason why they might stay up? Burnley, obviously, they've got the experience of it. Well, yeah, well, you'd have thought with Burnley, you see the old, they've now sat their manager with, I don't know, seven games left, was it? Yeah. yeah. And they've won two of those three games? Or have they won? They've won all three. Yeah. They've won all three. There you go. So they've won all three of their games. Crazy. Yeah. Jesse Marsh come in, seemed to have turned Leeds round a corner, but their fixture list hasn't been kind to them. And they've lost Stuart Dallas as well. And the nasty yeah, injury, which them. is a big blow. Big, to a small big loss squad. to Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. Big loss to Leeds. That um, very important player for them, Dallas. Yeah. And then, and then Everton are just so inconsistent. Yeah. In their performances, it's hard to judge. Who's going to do what? I mean, the thought of Everton getting relegated seems alien to me. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But it's very much, they are the ones in trouble right now. 
Guess it's in their hands. Yeah. It's in their hands to stay up still. But Everton Football Club should not be in this position. No, definitely not. No. And it goes back to the start of the season when they appointed Benitez. He was never going it was a weird to choice. win them over. It was a weird choice. Yeah. It had, he had to. The only way he was going to win them over was with, I don't know, the first half of the season, keeping him in the top half of the table. Yeah. It was the only way. And then they might have gone. I mean, even then, really, it would have been. It would have been. It still would have been tricky for him. Yeah. And as we've said before, as soon as they turned on him, that was it. Yeah, he was gone. And then Frank's come in. Obviously, the squad doesn't feel right. Anyway, no. he's obviously something not quite right with the squad. The quality in the team isn't isn't great. There's a lot of decision making that happened. So you know, they Benitez identified a couple of players. They went and got them. They let uh, Lucas Dina leave. Yeah. Because Rafa didn't want him. And then they sacked him that week. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you've got players who Frank Lampard didn't really know who but were bought for Benitez to play what he wanted to do with the team to strengthen them. Yeah. So it completely undermined everything. Yeah. yeah. And they just got in a mess because they caught between two styles and what they wanted to do. And I think Frank's had to come in and try and instill some stability in them, which... I think you're starting to see that now. Yeah, you are. They're, they're starting to play with a, a a defined look about them. Yeah. Playing on the counter-attack. Yeah, the big key is now for them is have they done enough? I did think it was funny. Did you hear Thomas Tuchel after the game? No. But Thomas Tuchel, obviously, Romelu Lukaku didn't get on despite Chelsea needing a goal. Yeah. He said, I had to take Jorginho off. I'm afraid I'm only allowed to make three subs. <laughs> Obviously, from next season, he'll be able to make five. Be able to make five. But yeah, I think Indeed. Romelu Lukaku's time at Chelsea is probably over anyway. I would, I would think so at this stage. He'll be looking for a move, I would think. And obviously, have you seen the report this evening that Roman Abramovich has asked for his loan to be paid back? Oh, he has actually asked for his loan. He's asked for his £1.6 billion loan to be factored into the sale of the football club. Well, I guess in some respects that, I mean, it'll be up to, uh, be up to the government, the government yeah. I assume. Yeah, will be. Uh, so I don't think they'll be too favourable in that situation. No, but will that put a prospective buyer off? I don't think so because it's still a, a very worthwhile thing to have because I think actually with that loan mm. you'd be buying you'd be buying that with the balance sheet anyway yeah because it's going for about four and a half billion is it at the moment I think that's yeah. the latest figure I saw which is an obscene amount of money yeah that risk of the loan needing to be paid back was always going to be there and and so you know that would always be counted be factored in to an investor, they would always look at the balance sheet and what they're going to decide and how they're going to um, deal with potential issues there. But we'll see. Yeah, we will. We'll see how it all kind of plays out uh, for Chelsea. Um, expecting some news on that soon, I would think. Probably before the end of the season, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chelsea kind of cruising their way to uh, the end of the season. Not a lot to play for for them. Um, they probably let Everton... Beat him because Frank probably just, you know, Frank. <laughs> yeah, he's a legend, isn't hey. he, Chelsea? So, yeah. <laughs> of course not. Of course no, not. Of course, um, no. So, yeah, the, the top of the table. I mean, 
City and Liverpool just kind of do going about their business. Although Liverpool made a fight of it, made a meal of it. You know, they had to they had to fight for that one. They did. Newcastle played well. Yeah, they were probably very unlucky not to get something from that. Yeah, they didn't they didn't create a lot, but no. um, they had they had a couple of chances that you know might have gone a bit differently. It was more the breaking down of Newcastle really rather than it going the other way. Yes. Yeah. Um obviously they they scored the goal fairly early Liverpool but they didn't go on like you might expect them to. No. No and to be perfectly honest obviously they've got their eye on their Champions League game with Villarreal. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously Manchester City had exactly the same thing there were a few changes to both sides. Yeah. Trying to sort of spin the plates and you know make sure that they did the job here but obviously kept their the powder dry for the other game. Indeed. Nathan Aki. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought City were very professional against Leeds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very professional. That's, that's a do. very hostile place to go, Ellen Road. And I yeah. thought they they set about it very good. Obviously, Phil Foden was amazingly good. As he has been As this has, season. Yeah. I mean, the last couple of months, he has really stepped forward and, you know, taken the mantle on. When he's needed yep. to, yeah, absolutely. And on the title race rolls for another week. On it goes, and it's you know it's it's that's very feisty and very tasty, and yep. hopefully that will go down all the way. Goal difference is now pretty much level. Pretty much level, yes. City keep churning, putting the goals in, pulling it back. Yeah, and I'm sure that's something that they're talking about. Yeah, you know they won they've won a league on goal difference, so they know how important it can be. Definitely. So yeah. Lots to look, lots to, uh, lots to look forward to in the title race. And then the fight for fourth. The fight for fourth, then. Um, Spurs, confident. When Son and Kane turn up, Spurs generally win. If if you can keep those two quiet, then. Chris, we scored from a corner. Well done. We scored from a corner. Let's go. I nearly collapsed in my seat. <laughs> We scored from a court. I mean, they left Harry Kane unmarked in the box. Yeah, it's not ideal. <laughs> it's not ideal. Not the best way to go about your business. No, no. And to be fair, they had the best chance before that. Leicester, they hit the post just before that. Yeah. And we were kind of coasting along. Kudlicevsky came on and the, t- the, the pace of the game just stepped up another level when he came on. Yeah. And I don't know whether you've seen Sun's second goal. Oh, yeah, no, that was a special one. It's a beautiful goal. I was Absolutely. right behind it, and I could see it going in all the way. It's a lovely finish. Lovely stuff. It is just a pity that West Ham couldn't get anything out of Arsenal, from my perspective. Oh, if, you, if you're a Tottenham fan. If you're a Tottenham fan. If you're an Arsenal, if you're an Arsenal fan, Arsenal fan you're delighted. You're very, very happy. Two set Obviously. pieces or two crosses into the box. Yeah, I mean, West Ham are sort of resting a few as well. Yeah, they've got their eye on Frankfurt on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, and they're not by any stretch of the imagination out of that. No, 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 definitely um, not. If if Bowen gets that overhead kick in, oh, I was oh. so unlucky with that. Oh, in that in that yeah, uh, in the semi final there in the in the week. Yeah. It was so close to going in and being an absolute moment. We nearly hit the goalkeeper on the back, which would have yeah. obviously taken me over the line. You were like, oh, as much as it 
grates me to see West Ham in this position. <laughs> that would have been an amazing way to equalise. Yeah, but they're not out of it. No. It's only a goal down going away. Um, Definitely not. Leicester the same, obviously, drawing with Roma. Yeah, and they've got it. Although they're at home for their second leg, is that right? No, they are in, they're going to Rome. So the they've got leg. to go to Roma as well, have they? Yeah. Okay, Both on the road very interesting. But yeah, so it's down to two. Po- it's still the gap at down two. Down to two. Yeah, down to two now. Uh, West Ham were the outsiders, really, to add themselves to that, but losing to Arsenal kind of yeah, that's, takes that's them out the hunt. Yeah, they're 11 points away. There's a game more than those two. Yeah, so... Game on. Let's see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be... Um, I mean, Arsenal Spurs, they're, they're involved in the relegation battle. Yes, very much so. Arsenal more than us, so, yeah. So there's the, there's results there that could go any anyway. Yeah. Just because, you know, these, this time of season you'll get these results that you're not expecting because people are fighting for survival, etc. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's plenty to play for there. Of... I, I still think, yeah. for me, I think I think it's going to be Arsenal, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they'll just, they'll just hold it out at this stage. But um, it's, it's still going to be fun to watch. As I said to a friend yesterday, I was like, yeah, yeah it's fine. I'm not worried, you know. The chips will fall where they may. I'm not getting cocky about it. I'm not getting confident about it. Let's just see what happens. Indeed, we will. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to be calm about it. <laughs> it's very, but it's very, but it's going to be good. It's going to be a very exciting end to the season. Yeah, definitely. Um, games we haven't really mentioned. Palace and Southampton, I think, is probably the only one. Oh, and Wolves and Brighton. Yeah. Haven't had a mention. Brighton winning 3-0 yeah, over Wolves. Yeah, sure what's happened to Wolves. Yeah, Wolves have kind of come off the boil, haven't they? they really um, have. Again, they're probably ones playing. They've got one eye on their holidays. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, Brighton, that was so easy for them. They even missed a, they even missed a penalty, Brighton. Wolves were kind of like, well, we'd probably... Well, they had a shout at European football, and then probably they're still in that. They're still, they're still in got there. A game top in hand eight on West Ham, haven't they? So yeah, yeah. And and top eight probably gets you European football this season, I think. Potentially, it depends how everything falls, but yeah, I think so. Well, it's top seven FA at the moment, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it could well be top eight. Depends. It could be top eight, depending on winning whoever. If people win European trophies, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The only one it uh-huh. won't affect you is the Champions League is won by City or Liverpool. Yeah. So watch this space, Wolves. Watch Although, it indeed. Brighton are coming up on the rails. Yeah, Brighton. Brighton are right there. Um Palace beat Southampton. Yeah. Wilfred Zaha started on the bench. He did, but he came on and got the winner. He did, yeah. And then everyone was like, Well, why did he start on the bench? I mean, you'll have to ask Patrick Vieira, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure he had his reasons. Uh, you know, to be fair, he's a perfect player to come on for the last twenty minutes or so. Fresh yeah, legs, tied defenders, will run at you. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, yeah, one of them. Uh, and then I guess Monday night, the farewell show yeah. for most of the, the farewell players that show. came off Every- the pitch. I think everyone came on, came off. Well, Mata and apart from probably well, Matic. Matic as well. Yeah, Matic, Cavani, um, Phil Jones come on as well. Yeah. 
Might be his last game. Jesse Lingard didn't get on and his brother's kicked off on Instagram oh. because of that. Well, next but... season, five subs. I mean, He'll be yeah, able to come but... on and take his bow at Old Trafford. He won't because he probably won't be yeah. there. Um... <laughs> I mean, it was all right. I, th I don't think Brentford seemed pretty easy to play against, to be honest, last night. They weren't really showing much. No, they were They were more trying to go through Christian Eriksen, weren't they? Yeah, and we played okay. You know, I, but to be honest, I think Matic and Mata were the two reasons for that. Yeah, I thought Mata played well. Yeah. That was yeah. his first I mean, start I... in two years. Yeah, I don't understand why he spent so long on our bench. He's coming on and doing that, and you're thinking, why is he not playing? Yeah. Why is he not playing? It doesn't make sense to me. It hasn't, to be honest, for a while. No. Like, we've been playing so poorly because we can't keep hold of the football. You've got a player. Uh, we've got one of the best keepers of the football sat on our bench, and we're not using him. Crazy. And it's always been a strange one. Ronaldo potentially saying goodbye as well. Well, Ronaldo potentially saying he's staying. Oh, okay. So he did a little a little thing in his celebration to kind of potentially say that he's going to stay. So potentially that he wants to stay anyway. To Mr. Ten Hag. Potentially, yeah. Well, there has been news stories that Ten Hag has been in contact with some of the players at the club. And obviously, Ralph Ragnick now, the Austrian manager. Yes, Austrian manager going to be. Consulting Manchester United, I'm sure he'll be telling them to please buy all my Austrian players, apart from Alaba, because he's quite happy at Real Madrid. <laughs> um, he would be, yeah. <laughs> that was a weird one. So he's going to carry on I the mean, consultancy role, but he's going to marriage, mar yeah, manage Austria in between. Yeah, but he's only going to be part-time at United. He ain't going to have a lot of say. Uh, and international football's not... Too taxing, I suppose. Too yeah. taxing in terms of time. But... Is that ideal? Do you, you'd rather, if you're going to have someone come and do that type of role, do you want them focused on it? But it just it depends how it's going to work. It's hard to say. I will say uh, now, he'll be mm -hmm. gone by the end of next season. No, he'll stick his two years out. It's too much, too much money for him. He'll stick, he'll stick it out. Fair enough. Because if he does the two years and hardly gets involved, he's happy. Yeah, fair enough. You know what I mean? He's doing his job. I don't think anything will happen with that, if I'm honest. Um, but no, we played okay. It was it's a decent game at times, but it did kind of the, pro have the protest spells. didn't really kick off though, did it? Oh, the protest. Yeah, the guys who said walk out on seventy three minutes, and then on seventy three minutes they just stood there and put their sign out and didn't actually go anywhere. Yeah, I think about four blokes left, but at that point it was very difficult to tell because obviously yeah. the game was won, so people might have just been leaving to go home. <laughs> I think I think because there was there was some videos coming out of the protest afterwards. I think maybe two or three thousand maybe had kind of left early. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell you for certain. Out of a crowd of seventy three thousand, that. that's that's not great. But it was it, it was stra it was just odd to me that you know look, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of our owners. I've been clear on that in the past. And if you're going to do something like that, you best you best make sure that you've got backing for it to make the statement that you want it to make because if if you do that and 60,000 people walk out the stadium on 73 minutes then that's a statement yes. right on a televised game something. in front of millions yeah. of viewers yeah that's that say something is going to have an impact but you can't stand there say leave the ground on 73 minutes and then not go <laughs> then not go but then and then but then hold your sign up yeah on the 73rd minute and still not go? It's weird. 
Because the second that clock should have hit 73 minutes, they should have been like, right, Let's we're go. off. Yeah. That sign been stood there for the whole game. Yes, Everyone's seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's seen it. You don't need to leave it there on that minute. Just go. Yeah. You know, a lot of the other fa- a lot of other fans decided to go and stay in the ground and go with the you know the uh, yellow and green um, f- scarves and flares or whatever. Yeah. Um, and protest that way, which will have more of an impact because you, you can see it. But no, it was it was a strange one yeah. that they decided to go down that route without really having the backing like, of the majority yeah. of the fans in Old Trafford. And one thing I yeah. will say so this season, the flare is making a comeback. The flare is making a comeback. It's strange to me how they're getting these flares into football yeah. grounds. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to I'm get them in there. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be checked when you go in. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm certain you're not allowed to have flares in, in England. Not, no. So it is, it is a bit odd that they are starting to make a comeback and get back into grounds. Um, you know, you can't take can't take a plastic bottle in, no, you have can't. a drink no. with, but you can sneak a flare in, guys. Go for it. Yeah. Not that we but can no, do that yeah. at all. Of course we don't. <laughs> but yeah, it was nice to see Varane get his first goal for the club. Um, Ronaldo just goes on. Yeah. But you cannot More wait goals. for three weeks' time. Oh, I just can't can't wait. <laughs> it cannot come soon enough. Just just get this over and done with, please. And whatever the pain I'm gonna have to whatever the pain I'm gonna have to put up with with Liverpool and Man City, that can't happen quick enough either. <laughs> but hopefully this if this is the low, you know, because we're potentially right. I think the worst we finish what was seventh with David Moyes. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, we could still potentially finish sixth this season. But I still think we're worse this season than we were that season. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, that was that's the end of that, really. Um, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Um, around the world, I guess. Oh, my goodness me. You wouldn't believe off, off, how long it took me to write around the world this week. Off the pot, off your pot. Oh, my God, there's loads. There's loads of stuff going on. I mean, you've got 80 seconds, so uh, off you pop. <laughs> okay. So we start this week in Serie A, where Inter lost their game in hand this week. So it's now very much advantage AC as both sides won narrowly. The race for the last remaining European places is hotting up between Lazio, Roma, Atalanta and Fiorentina. They're all separated by three points going into the last few weeks of the season. In League on with the title race now over, the battle continues at the top and the bottom. Rennes close the gap to within three points of Marseille with them set to play each other in two weeks' time. Monaco have closed up after five wins on the bounce. At the bottom, we could be about to lose Bordeaux from League 1. They are six points from safety with nine points to play for. In the Bundesliga, despite a hat-trick from Irving Haaland, Dortmund lose to Bochum 4-3. Freiburg win by the same scoreline to move into fourth place ahead of RB Leipzig who by the time you hear this will be either in the Europa League final or not after their narrow victory over Rangers last week. In La Liga, Real Madrid got the point they needed and more as they dispatched Espanyol 4-0 ahead of their game with Manchester City. With four games left in Spain, it's all still up in the air regards to the other issues at the top and the bottom. In the A-League, we're going to look at the bottom of the table this week as... Does anyone remember Daniel Sturridge? Well, 
He now plays for Perth Glory, who are currently sitting bottom of the table. Melbourne City still lead the way at the top of it, going into the final few weeks of the regular season. In the MLS, Inter Miami finished with nine men as they lost to New England. And finally, in the EFL, we are coming to the climax of the season. In League One, it's already done and dusted. Congratulations to Wigan, who returned to the championship as champions of League One. Rotherham joined them after beating Gillingham. MK Dons miss out on automatic promotion, and they'll take on Wickham in the playoffs. Sheffield Wednesday meet Sunderland in the other semi-final. Gillingham, AFC Wimbledon and Doncaster join Crew in League Two. In League Two itself, Exeter gain promotion with the rest of the top seven to, to be sorted on the final day this weekend. And in the championship, it's congratulations to Fulham. They were crowned champions of it on Monday. Yes, crowned champions with a 7-0 win. 7-0. Alexandra Mitrovic, 43 goals in the season. Yeah. Beating Incredible Guy Whittingham's record of 42. Incredible amount for Mitrovic. Now, the big question for Mitrovic is, can he come back into the Premier League and do it there? Because that's where he struggled in the past. Yes. So we'll see what he can do in the top flight next season with a couple more years' experience under his belt. Do you know what? I'm out mm. of puff doing that. I'm not surprised. There's a lot to talk. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. And still, going still on. all going on. Obviously, the championship ends this weekend, as does League Two, yep. and then we are in to the good thing, which is the playoffs. I love the playoffs. The playoffs. Good old, good old playoffs. I'm sure there'll be plenty. Plenty of drama. Uh, no to be doubt seen there from will them. be. There always is. We love to see it. Um, Gianluca, has he been up to much? Nothing from Gianluca. No, no play. Nothing from Gianluca. He's done. Right, let's have a look at this weekend's fixtures then. Right. So we are into match day 36 for the majority, at least. So we start the weekend with no 12 o'clock game. So it's just a 3 o'clock on Saturday. Brentford take on Southampton. Burnley take on Aston Villa. Chelsea take on Wolves. Crystal Palace take on Watford. The 5.30 game is Brighton versus Manchester United. I am probably going to have my Saturday night ruined as Liverpool take on Tottenham at 7.45. Then we move on to Sunday with three games at 2 o'clock. Norwich take on West Ham. Leicester take on Everton. Arsenal take on Leeds before the 4.30 game. Manchester City against Newcastle. Well, there we go. It's all hotting up. It's all getting very, it's very interesting. It's getting hot in here. All right, Nelly. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, as we had an email this week, please do keep sending them in and we'll we'll get to them and hopefully uh, talk about whatever you would like us to talk about on the podcast. It is your podcast as well as it is ours. You can tweet us at Let's Football Pod. You can email us at Let's Talk Football Podcast 442 at com. Uh, we'll be back next week with a lot more drama under the belt for sure. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, uh, stay safe, look after each other, and we'll see you all soon. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.